When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. 3-1 Giants against the 3-1 Packers, dude. We both picked the Packers. The world was picking the Packers. And by 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Chris, this weird. team did Which was weird, right? That was weird. Yeah. And it was awesome. I got to be honest with you. It was awesome. I didn't care. Nine thirty was great. I, I'm I'm good for five of those a season. I know we're not going to travel five times, but I'm fine with if they did it five times. One o'clock comes, dude. We they did it again. I mean, I'm watching this game, and I texted you during it, going, "This is unenjoyable," just because we just don't have the horses that compete. Down seventeen three, and then the adjustments start happening. And damn it, if we don't have a great, not a good, a phenomenal coaching staff and players with balls the size of the Empire State Building, Daniel Jones, thank you very much. Chris, this was one of the best regular season wins I've experienced in, I don't know, since 2011. This was incredible. I can't, I still am shocked that it happened. I, I haven't been this proud of the Giants. In, in forever. What a, what a pleasure it is tuning in to watch this team. And in the fourth quarter, and I'm sorry to go on, but in the fourth quarter. No, no, you keep going. Keep going, bro. Dude, in the fourth quarter, I didn't even care if they won or lost. I was so proud of them. I thought, you know what? They're not as good as the Packers, but, man, are they fighting. You got a quarterback with an injured ankle who, you know, look, we, we didn't think he'd be where he is right now. A hand that's battered where it made John Feliciano look like he had the worst hemorrhoid I've ever seen, you know, snapping under center. I, I, he had blood coming out of his hand. It was ridiculous. The effort they put forward, the defense coming through in the second half. Like, I, I speechless, Chris, speechless. So happy about this team, where, where this franchise is, the coach, all of it, dude. We'll get into all of it, but I'm sorry to be all over the place. I could not be happier with the freaking New York Giants right now, man. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, man. This Daniel Jones guy, more and more, is making a case of like, I'm your guy, folks. Give me some more weapons. I could do even more things, you know? Chris, real uh, quick. I have him. I'm thinking of like, and I, I hate to always go back to it, but the hell if this doesn't remind me of Sims and Parcells in that when Parcells took over, he didn't even want Sims. He chose Bruner. And then it was, <laughs> all right, we're going to do this my way. And then in 84, it happened. They went 9-7, and seven, made the playoffs. I'm seeing the same thing. You're seeing a quarterback no one wanted to a quarterback that everybody kind of tolerated to, damn it, if you're not rooting for this kid every week now. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think the last few weeks, man, 
I mean, if if you're not really starting to fall in love with Daniel the last few weeks and say to you, even the people who are 100% against him being back next year, if you don't look at it right now and say, well, you know what, maybe I'm not so right about that. If you're just still adamant about it, then you just, you're a Daniel hater, you know? Right. If you right. have an open mind about it, I think a lot of people are like, and I saw it on Twitter yesterday. I saw a lot, you know, this Jones is growing on me now. I know if we get him some weapons and all that stuff, and, you know, and, you know, Jerry, talking about the game, when they came back, it made it 20 to 20, you know, and I, and I said, well, let's see what Aaron does, Rogers does it. And they went three and out. Yeah. And I, and I was like right around the nine minute mark left in the game, whatever it was. And I'm looking at my notes here and, and, I said to myself, holy crap, they got the momentum here. They could win this game. Right. I don't think – I looked at that after they went – I don't know. Rodgers comes out. They, they just – three passes. They try to wing it all over the lot. Yep. Three incompletions. And I said to myself, they got the momentum. They got Barkley going. But he's back. And they could – man, they could win this damn game. Because i tell you why. And I put it on Twitter because they were coming off a long drive. And then they go three and out. And you know the defense had to be gassed. Right. They had to be gassed. Yep. And they went right back out. And the Giants went right back at them. And that was it. They couldn't get, they couldn't stop them in the second half. And that's a pretty good defense there. And, you know, once again, man, just credit to Mike Kafka and Brian Dable. The creativity. And look, Jerry, you know... I said this in training camp, hey, get ready for this creativity. And I, even yeah. I didn't imagine this, dude. I mean, even I didn't imagine everything that they're doing, you know? I expect well, sure a lot I didn't more. I didn't think they were going to get creative with Dan Bellinger like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I expected a lot more crosses in there, a certain, yeah. a lot more, more. But they're doing all kinds of things in the red zone. You know, those little shovel passes, double reverses. and <laughs> You know, they, you know, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka are doing what they have to do with the, with the personnel they have. To score points, to score touchdowns, and they, you know they're gonna look at this guy and this guy and say, okay, we have to do this with this guy, this guy, because that's all we have, and we're gonna have to ride these guys, and we're gonna have to get creative and use these guys, and that's what they're doing. I mean, Bellinger had a, he had the option of a little run pass there and that on that double reverse, yeah. and he he sort of run, he ran it in, yeah. you know, um, and it's just amazing, bro. And the defense, look, wink, man, you know, it, they stopped Aaron Rodgers in the second half. They stopped him when they needed to, right? Uh, he didn't have the ball much in the second half, thanks to the offense. But when that last drive, you know, Jerry, I mean, you want to talk, look, you want to talk about balls. And we're going to make that like the theme of this podcast, <laughs> balls. Fourth down, and he's calling a zero blitz Yeah. with Nick McLeod and Justin Lane. They weren't the even in camp. Those two guys are on the field. And right. Wink Martindale, yeah. as I said five million times since they hired him, he does not give a crap who's out there. He calls a zero blitz on Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> and I got news for you, Jerry. If you look at the play, even if McKinney doesn't knock that down, McLeod's got great coverage over there. They weren't completing yeah. that ball, bro. It wasn't like there yeah, was a he, guy open. He, oh, wow, McKinney's... On... Even on the bombs before, they had good coverage, those guys. Holmes, Wayne, uh, all of them. I thought McLeod did a great job on a deep crosser by Randall Cobb, stuck with him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Brian Dable even talked about that today. He, he was on with us a little while ago. He even talked about that play. Um, I thought Justin Lane did a good job on a go route. You know, um, 
So these guys stepped up, and you know, this is what they talk about in the locker room, Joe. This is what they talk about in the facility. Hey, next man up. Yeah. Coach these guys because we're going to need them, you know? Yeah. Next yeah. man up. And these guys stepped up yesterday, and they played well, man. They, they, they not, you know, they went after him. You know, Rodgers went after McLeod the first series he was in, got him a few times. And then after that, it was quiet. It was settled down. It's a credit to Jerome Henderson, bro. And I've mentioned this a lot. Yeah. And Wink Bondale called Jerome Henderson the best defensive back coach he's ever had, he's ever seen. The best, Wink says. And Wink's been around a while. And this is what I mean about Jerome Henderson, man. And to get those guys ready, technique-wise. Not just, oh, all right, they're ready to go out there and play some snaps. No, uh, you got to go out there and you got to play well. And and they really did, man. You know, um, the one DPI on McKinney early on, I close call there, uh, you know. Cost him a huge chunk. I didn't quite see it. Jerry, I don't know. Maybe maybe you disagree with me. No, I, I didn't think it was. I, I didn't quite get a, it. I'm a bit of a homer, but I didn't think it was at all. You know, I, I didn't quite get it. But, you know, like everything else in this damn league, every deep ball of its tight coverage, oh, flag, where's the You know, right. the whole bullshit, you know. So right. so I, I thought it was good cover, but great job by those guys. Uh, and once again, you know, Jerry, you know, we talked about this. I talked about it. Talked about it on Twitter yesterday. You know, you just... This game isn't about just, oh, okay, we're not going to do crap until halftime. And then we're going to make some adjustments at halftime for the 12 minutes, which is actually like eight minutes they talk by the time they get in the locker room. Right. Okay? And then we're going to come out. No, dude. It's And Dable, it was great because somebody asked a question today about it. Dable said, no, you know, we're communicating during the whole game. We're adjusting during the whole game. And then at halftime, we're going to do, all right, let's try these few plays. They're attacking us like this. Let's adjust. Let's quickly try this. And then everything else is during the game. During the game. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 I thought saying. the best adjustment they made was in the second quarter, down 17-3, and they, they tried the Wildcat, and Barkley ripped off 40. And I thought, mm. all right, let's see what we can do now. And then they yeah. scored. And I thought, wow, okay, he, that, that was, that's a wrinkle. That's nice. And then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. And look, we have coaches the last couple times that, that that type of adjustment either doesn't happen or, like you said, it happens at halftime. There was seven minutes to go in the second quarter. That game was going to get away from us very quickly if we went three and out again. And it was second and seven, I think. And they tried the Wildcat, and Barkley ripped one. And I thought, all right, then this is what I mean, man. This is the coaching we have now. We talk about it all the time. Even, Chris, even at the end of the game, tell me Shermer and Judge wouldn't have just punted. Please. <laughs> I don't they know. would have. I don't know, but listen, there's plenty of coaches out there that would be like, oh, I just punted the deep out of you, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, I saw a couple of people on Twitter like uh, when I put, hey, when I tweeted, hey, just, just punt the, uh, take the safety here. Right. And there's a couple of people, uh, you know, with their, you know, like, oh, that's, that's an obvious one. Uh, no, it's not no, obvious no. one. No, it's not. You know, no, it's you not. Know, maybe if you watch this game for like, you know, 45 years like I have. Trust me, I've seen coaches do stupid crap that wouldn't even punt out of there, okay? So, you know. Just... Chris, even even taking the timeout with a minute 11 left, I thought, thank you, thank you, Dave, thank you, because now we're, we might have to get the ball back here. Like, every, I mean, right. there's not one decision that's made in the game, especially clock management, where I'm thinking, man, we're just, we don't know what the hell we're doing. It's just so, it's, it's so great to have that back, dude. It's so great. Oh, man. My God. Yeah, you just, you know, you you know, in Judge's second year, we looked at a lot of decisions he made. He was like, wow, this guy seems like he's in over his head at times with the decisions he's yeah. making. 
he was totally different than his first year. I mean, it was like, yes. And and right now you look at you know you look at Dable and all that, and you say, all right, you know this guy gets it, man. You know he's not in over his head at all. He's very calm and cool on that sideline, even though he's fiery, dude. But he's got yeah. that very relaxed, you know. All right, relax, calm down. You know, you know. I even asked him today, Joe. I even asked him a little while ago. Hey, you know, you guys are four and one. You know, how do you keep these guys? You know, these guys are not used to winning, brother. You know, what I mean, like you know, you got, <laughs> you, you, you're coming off, yeah. you know, you're coming yeah. off a big win yeah. against a quality opponent. And you know, I asked Dave's a little while ago. I said, you know, how, how do you keep these guys grounded? You know, make sure those, you know, make sure they don't get a little too ahead of themselves. You know what I mean, Jerry? And, yeah, yeah. And he just talked about the process, man. You know, hey, you got to keep working, man. You got to point out, you know, what they're doing right, wrong, and corrected, and and all that stuff. You know, so how you kind of ground it a little bit is that when they look at the film today, and I don't know exactly the deal because of the London trip, they're probably gonna do it tomorrow or maybe later on tonight, but. You know, they look at it and they say, well, you know, guys, okay, this is great. Yeah, but hey, look at this play. Look at it. Hey, we could have lost because of this. Or we will lose next time. You know, that's how they do it. You know, so like, so if a guy's sitting there feeling really good about himself, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, if, you know, if you're sitting there like, oh, yeah, we did nothing wrong, you know, we just beat the Packers, then you start, coaches stop pointing out, well, relax, because this, this, and this could happen. And we would have went down the yo, you know, what ball. So. That's what Dave was trying to talk to me about. That's what basically he was saying. That's how you keep guys grounded. You're like, relax. You know, we're going to work on this, correct mistakes, and all that stuff. And all I that. love that question, too, Chris, because to be honest with you, it reminds them. Like, you, your question kind of reminded them. Like, you know, how do you keep them grounded? And even if a coach thought for a second, now we're pretty good, that question grounds them immediately. I love it. <laughs> um, whatever. People want to say I kiss Chris's ass for stuff. That's a great question, guys. So deal with it if you don't like the, me saying that. Um, but Who the hell says that? I don't know, man. Who the hell says that? What, what a, what a, ah, some people say that on uh, reviews and stuff. Whatever. I don't care. Um, but, dude, um, what, what, a, what a great Monday. Sorry to the Mets fans. This is such a great Monday. Um, if you're a Mets fan, I, I feel for you guys. I really do. But, you know what? All Giants, baby. Um, let's, talk about, you know, let's talk about the offense first. And there was another tweet you put out, and, and I think Banks mentioned it. But I retweeted it yesterday, mm-hmm. whether you like me retweeting it or not, whatever, because I, I thought you deserved it to be retweeted. About Darius Slate. Oh, about Slate. And he said, <laughs> I was thinking, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Slate, good, good. I'm no, I, I retweeted <laughs> and said, hey, guys, just a reminder, this was put out there. Um, you know, because people say, well, yeah, all he has to do is catch the ball. Yeah, I know. We know, oh, guys. He, but yeah. the talent, yeah, he did, he used to catch the ball. And I just think, I think Slayton's that receiver, right, that needs to catch the ball early, whether it's a screen, whether it's an end around, just get him, get the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. get his confidence going. And you see what he can bring to the table. And he led. He has the mo- had the most receiving yards in a game for us th- th- thus far through five games. Yeah. I think with seventy three or yeah. seventy six. Yeah. That that leads all of them. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he can do. He can stretch the field. And and there's one play where he looked up. He may have <laughs> may have had more yardage. Although the ball was a little behind him, he didn't even look up for it. Um, but look, next time he ran that crosser, he did look up for it. Did you notice? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah, you know, we need more. We need an influx of talent, but sometimes maybe the talent's on the team, and that's why we keep saying, like, I don't think it's going to happen. But man, if, if Tony could get his head straight and get back out there, well, if I, Wandale can get out there, like, man, we can yeah. maybe we can be. This offense can go to the next level right now. Yeah, Jerry. So what ha- what happened was Jerry is that you know during the week, you know, I'm watching practice, and I see Slayton out there, and he's. He's running around, you know, good, and Daniel's throwing to him and all that. And a guy from the, you know, a guy from the Giants comes up to, next to me. And he's like, uh, he goes, that's Slayton, you know. 
man, we could get him going, you know. And I looked at the guy and I said, you know, call me crazy, man. I said, I said, I'm going to put it on Twitter sooner or later. I said, but call me crazy. I said, but I still feel Slayton could help this team, you know. And the guy went like, he goes, Chris, definitely. I feel the same way, but, you know, he's got to start doing it. And I said, I understand that, you know, but he is out here practicing. Like, I got to be honest with yeah. you, Jerry. Tony, I've totally given up on until he proves himself, until yeah. he sure. gets on the field and plays. I've given up on him, bro. I got to be honest with you. The hamstrings, yeah. this and that. Yep. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I, I know he's injured. The other one, supposedly. Okay, I get it. But maybe I guess he's injured, whatever. But I've given up on him. So the point I'm making is that um, he's got to have to prove the Giant fans, Jerry Tony. He's going to have to get healthy and prove and go out there and be productive for Giant fans to embrace him again. I'm sorry. Okay? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people, hey, Chris, come on. He's going to give him a break. Wait till he gets back. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, the kid hasn't been. No, out. I think most fans feel, I think most feel, fans feel yeah, the same way. Right. So does. to me, we talk about Kadarius. He's got. I mean, I'm nobody. Doesn't have to prove it to me, but I'm saying the Giant fans. He's got to get back out there and prove it until I say, "Yeah, Tony could help us, Jerry." You know what I mean? Yeah. But I looked yeah. at Slayton because I see him practicing every week. I'm there every week, you know. And I see him, and I just looked at him. I said, "Man, you know, I still feel this guy can help." You know, I still feel no matter what. Yeah. Is he the most polished receiver? No. Example was yesterday. You know, will he drop ball? Yeah. But he's, there's nobody else, Jerry. Uh, that that was the he point. The yeah. point I was making is that there's nobody else. Where, and right. I still feel the guy could help. And that's why I put that out. Yeah. Obviously, look, fortunately, I put it out before the game. Some people will, you know, wouldn't think I was Monday morning quarterback if I put it out this morning. You know what I mean? So that's, right. what, that's all I was saying. Is like, you know, this kid, man, I remember what he did his rookie year. And I see him running around making some catches in Pratt. I know it's Pratt. It's like... But I just felt he could, you know, and, and it worked out for him. I'm even, the pre, even the preseason, he caught that bubble screen, and, and it was a big gain, and I thought, man, he still has talent. You know, he's, you don't lose the speed, yeah, he's a, not at that he's age. He's the fastest guy on the team, dude, you know? Right. And that's why I said, like, get him the ball early. Get his confidence going. Don't throw him. His first pass can't be a 50-yard ball down the field. It just doesn't happen with him. So maybe it's a bubble screen. Maybe it's an end around yeah. something. But get the ball in his hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it'd be nice, you know, it'd be, it would be nice if you could get him rolling a little bit, and then obviously, if Tony ever comes back, and at Wandell, I who I thought was gonna be back last week, let's see if he comes back this week and try to get a few more options for Daniel, you know, yeah. a few more options for Daniel, you know. Hey, Jerry, I, I just you know, I thought the practice squad kid Marcus Johnson did some good things yesterday. I thought he looked the best, I thought he looked the best I, I, one. I, 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 when he called the ball, I thought, yeah. hey, it's pretty good. I thought, he, I thought he did some good things, Jerry. And I, I tell you what, I yeah. think Dable thinks the same thing. I see they just signed Robert Foster back to the practice squad. It makes you wonder, yeah. you know, if Marcus Johnson is going to be elevated Sunday. Uh, if they elevate him Sunday, they're going to have to sign him. So does he go to the active 53? You know? Yeah, right. Does he? I thought he looked really, I should say, not the best. Plus with the injuries. Good. But I'm yeah. saying when, yeah, when he was out there, I, I thought, man, he's, he's, he's open. Uh, catch, catches the ball nice. He's physical. Like, wow, this we might have something here. So I, I was happy with him. Um, I, I mean, even even Sills made a nice tiptoe down, down the sidelines. Like, oh, all right, everyone's contributing now. Richie James, and who, but, uh, um, you know, and who had that key block on uh, Saquon Barkley's forty-yard run? Yes, that's was right. Who? Yeah, Richie James. Oh, it was David Sills. It was Sills. Oh, it was it yeah. Sills? So Sills had that key block, one of the key oh. blocks, and which is perfect because you're going to see his interview in the next Giant Inside. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> so you're going to oh, see his oh, interview in the next Giant Inside. <laughs> and it couldn't come in a perfect – Now, folks, I did it, the interview before the game, so I, I obviously didn't talk to him about the block. But it couldn't come, as, it couldn't come as, <laughs> at a more perfect time. You know, Sills was one of the key blocks. You know? Nice. Which is not the first time he's had some nice blocks on the, on the perimeter for Saquon, you know. Um, 
I'm going to have to watch that play again and make sure that Richie James did something so I don't sound like a buffoon. Well, you hit, you, uh, dude, I'm not going to... You know what? I don't remember everything. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe James did. Yeah. But I remember Sills did have a, a pretty good block on that uh, Saquon run. So, um, which which is perfect timing for the paper, for the newspaper. <laughs> nice. So, uh, anyway. There you go. Yeah, so perimeter guys. Look, when you get 40-yard perimeter runs like that, some, some receivers make it a nice block. Uh, and that's yeah. what happened yesterday. And Saquon, look, he... I was a little concerned when he went down with that shoulder. You know, I thought he popped it out. I yeah. think he might have even popped it. I popped it back in. Went back out. He's no way he was going to come out. And now you got to worry about these concussion downs. Now it seems like every time a guy hits the surface, oh, he's not like Teddy Bridgewater looked like he was fine yesterday. Oh no, oh no, no, you got to sit him out now because everybody's paranoid yeah. about the two thing, you know. Yeah. So, right. uh, but Saquon obviously back with the shoulder, and, and he looked good after that touchdown run. Brightwell tying the game up with a nice run. You know, uh, good good push up front with some help from his friends, buddy. That yeah. was awesome. No, a nice push up front, a little help from yeah. his friends. You know, like yeah. that, like yeah. Joe Cocker song there. You know, but actually, it's a actually it's a Beatles actually it's a <laughs> Beatles original song. But but um, nice. Yeah. So look, once again, though, dude. You know, it seems like it's every week where it feels like a game's going to get away from them. Halftime, they're losing. Uh, it doesn't look good. And they come out in the second half like a different team. Took over the game yesterday, you know. The only game that got away from them in the second half this year was the Dallas loss. Other than that, they've taken basically taken the two teams in the second half and and they've scored, you know, in one game, one games. And in, and in that one, in the second half, they went up thirteen six, where they had no right being up thirteen six. All right, guys, hang on one second. We're going to take a break and be right back. Hang on. And we're back. And and that's why I was so happy about the the, the adjustment in the second quarter because it, it brought the score to seventeen ten. Um, and then it was 20 to 10, but you felt like, all right, well, at least we can maybe do something in the second half. We'll see. And then, like you said, dude, um, my God, what a performance. I thought, it, I thought it was a key drive in this game, dude, when it was 10 nothing yeah. Packers. They, they made it 10 nothing in that first quarter. And it was kind of getting away. They were killing them with those little bubble screens. They were killing them with those little flat routes. They were like, just like nicking, yeah. slicing, little nicks at the Giants. Nicking. You know, Rodgers wasn't hurting them down the field, but he was hurting them underneath, you know. Getting the ball yeah. out and all that stuff, uh, and then the Giants you know, they, they kind of responded when it was ten nothing. They cut that, they kicked that field goal, you know. And who was it that kind of got the ball rolling? It was Darius Slayton, the, the nice throw to Slayton, twenty five yards or so. And they come down to kick the field yeah. goal. Gonna, oh, of course, you know. Once again, you know, if, you know, if this unless it's like a hurricane, he's not missing a field goal, you know. And and you know, and and they got back in a little bit, you know. And he kind of settled down a little bit. And I know they went in the second quarter, and it was twenty to ten, but. Um, if they do a three and out there, Aaron Rodgers comes back and scores, maybe he does get away from them. But once again, the Giants just show those grit, man. It's just, just when you think they're out, you know, they're out of it. Or, or this ain't going to happen today. They come right back, man. It's, and after halftime, they're like a different team, man. It's amazing. So it's a credit to the coaches, staff, and the players, man. No doubt about it. Uh, Bob Sagendorf texted me during the game yesterday, and he goes, uh, Saquon reminds me of Rocky right now. And I said, Bob. It's a nice analogy, but it's Philly. I can't, I can't acknowledge that that's an, an actual analogy that I'm going to use going forward. But, you know, Barkley coming back in the game and the, the grit that they showed on defense. And I was thinking about this, man, driving today, and I thought, if there's one guy, if there's one giant that, like, sums up this season for me, it's O'Shane Zimenez. <laughs> like, it's completely unexpected, playing better than we ever could have thought, and by the way, closed out the game technically oh. yesterday with a sack oh, of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Remind me, remind me to right? get to that, like, too. Go ahead. 
talking about a, a player who we both, the world, said he's not going to make this team to, man, he's not only making the team, he's contributing. And you got to figure out ways to keep him on the field because he makes plays. He closed the chances of Rodgers doing that, but I'm not taking that oh. chance of Rodgers. Roger can wing oh. it 70 yards and hit and get a touchdown. I'm not taking that chance. He closed the game out yesterday. I, so one guy that sums up this season for me, it's O'Shane Zimenez, dude. Yeah, and, and I want to talk about that last play that we all knew the Hail Mary was coming, okay? Because like you just said, Rodgers could wing it 65 yards in the air. And yeah. by the way, we've seen him do that once against the Giants in the playoff game and once against the Lions, if I remember right. And, I get, yes. and maybe once against Seattle, yeah. but he's done it a few times in his career where he just wins it 60, 70 yards, 60 yards for Hail Mary for a touchdown, okay? So, right. and this is what I loved about it. And I put it on Twitter yesterday, dude, because it effing annoys me to no end. When I see a team that's going to throw a Hail Mary, last play of the game, and the defense rushes three guys, so the quarterback could circle to his left, or roll to his right, set up, okay, here it comes, and wings it down the field because he has all the time in the world. Okay. No, Wink Martindale says, no, we're not going to let you just sit back, roll to your left like Rogers likes to do, plant himself, and launch one into the end zone. Wink was like, we're going to give it our best shot here. We're going to rush four guys and not give you all the time in the world to set up and throw it 60 yards. Okay? And that's what they did, and Zimenez got there, and Zimenez blew him up. He didn't even get the ball off. The little things, right. dude. The little things in coaching. So many other coordinators would have said, no, watch three guys. We're going to trap eight. Another body's good back in the end zone. You know, you know. No. Why? Rush four. Don't let him get set if you could, unless they do a great job up front. Don't let him get rolled, get set, get his whole body behind it, and throw it in the end zone. Uh, right, Jerry? I'm like, I was so happy yes. to see that. Like, thank you, yes. Wink. Give us a damn shot. Don't let him set up, you know. And right. Zimenez blew him up. End the game. Didn't even get yeah. the ball yeah. off, dude. Great job by Wink. Great job by awesome. X, too. Where yeah. do I see him? Well, great job by X, too, man. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, unbelievable. It's one guy, man. Oh, it's such a nice story. Jihad Woods, um, Jihad Woods doing a great I job. I thought also, I was late. Jihad Woods doing a great job, man, too. Oh, yeah. And he is yes. going to look, yeah, look totally. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but he's going to be huge in this game coming up, containing on those edges with Lamar Jackson. You know, it's going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. And, and how about my boy? Uh, just one laughing. second, Jerry. How about my boy, Julian Love? Yeah. Once again, all over the yeah. place, laying the wood on people. Yeah, right. Okay, coming up and blasting Aaron Jones, who's a big boy. Aaron Jones is no small yeah. guy either. You know, I mean, he, blasting him. Yeah. All right? If. The tackling, the tackling from our defensive backfield, Adora Jackson, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. These guys can hit. These guys are, are sure tacklers. It's, it reminds me of, like I'm watching a bunch of Mark Collins out there. Adore's really, um, Adore's really I laughed. Physical. He really is. Yeah. He really is. I, I laughed when McKinney blocked that um, last play. Um, well, not the last play, but the one that meant the most. Because I, I, was, I was saying on the last podcast, I wish he'd play back more. Because make a play, and then uh, we blitzed him, 
And uh, he, he made that. I thought, ah, there's a reason why I'm not a defensive coordinator. But I, uh, I thought that was kind of ironic. But the play, the play before that, um, you know, Thibodeau blocked it with his face, but whatever. I thought he had a really good game. And I was surprised at the lack of holding calls that didn't go his way in that one. I thought he was held a lot in the fourth quarter. But he's getting better he's and getting better. Close. And I, I, Again, like some giant fans are like, he's not doing, he's not doing anything yet. I'm like, no guys, watch again. He's getting much closer. Uh, he looks more comfortable out there. Like it's coming for him. Like I, I don't worry about how good he's going to be for us. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. And when Ojalari comes back again, he's got to get healthy. It, it, we have a nice rotation, man, right now. And I, we're going to add more to it in the off season, but we could be a lot worse right now. Like dude, Dexter Lawrence, like you said, pro bowl level. You know, the sack he had where he knocked him out of field goal range. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. Like, it's finally coming together, man. Yeah, you know, and Thibodeau's, you know, he's starting to force that pocket. You know what I mean? He's starting to force that pocket. You know, yes. it's, not, you know it's not just getting that sack yeah. number. You know, he's, you know, he's starting to. Yep. Yeah, he yeah, forced I it thought, all out. I thought one time that, yeah. he was held for sure. Look like, looked like the tackle wrapped his arm around his neck. I was surprised he didn't get the call there. Tibbs has got to start learning to sell a little bit more. He'll learn, like, you know, be surprised a lot of times you do that and then you flail that right arm up in the air and you show the ref, look, I'm getting, you know, right. he'll learn that as he, go, as he moves along, you know. But right. I, thought he, I thought he was, I actually had two holes. I thought two could have went his way yesterday, you know. Uh, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, Late it in the game. You know, but, um, but he played a lot of snaps. Uh, the knee's obviously uh, feeling great and... And he's starting, look, he's starting to make an impact. You know, like you said, the, P, the PD at the line, the ball hits him in the face. He had the arm up, though. I think the ball actually hit him in the mask, right, Jerry? But so what? He's getting up. He's getting up. Yeah. He's, he's doing what yep. he's taught. Who cares? Okay? Um, yeah. And he's starting to get on that edge um, and getting some pressure in that pot. He, he's close, dude. He's going to get one sooner or later. Um, you know, and I, I think Jalen Smith is still, you know, Notre Dame, uh, is, also, is also, you know, um, <laughs> I think... I think Jalen's helping them. I think he's really helping them, you know. Um, he's obviously an upgrade over what they had. Uh, Austin Kalisha, I mean, that's a no-brainer. He's obviously an upgrade, so. I got a really dumb question for you. Why did no one else pick up Jalen Smith? Because when I, I see know. him, he just looks so active. It's, it's kind of strange, bro. I, I, like, there's nobody else could have used him? He's so Nobody fast. else could have used him? Right. No, no one else. There's no other inside linebacker that's worse yeah, than him yeah. right now in the league? You know, I look at it like, you know, when Wink's playing you over 40 snaps, 50 snaps, or whatever it might be, uh, yeah. that says a lot to me. Like, Wink has confidence in him. Because Wink didn't have a lot of confidence in those inside right. backers. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. and that included Blake, as we all know. I mean, uh, you know, Blake wouldn't get, he wasn't going to receive a lot of snaps in this offense, you know. Uh, uh, so, you see Jalen, and uh, look, if he was hurting him, he would get him out of there, Wink, you know. But he's playing pretty decent for him. He's playing yeah. pretty well for him. He's a downhill guy. This looks so... Yeah, he, he looks so fast. fast. Yeah, you know, he is. I mean, uh, he's a downhill kid. Like faster than what we, what everybody else yeah. we have in, on, yeah, the, yeah, on the inside. Yeah. Him and Crowder could run a little bit. You know, they could both run. That's one thing. You know, they could run a little bit. Um, and getting back to Thibodeau, you kind of like, you know, he's getting close now. You could tell he's getting close. It might, he might be one of those guys. All of a sudden, Jerry, you know, he goes from zero sacks to three in one game, or two and a half, or two, like something like that. You know, he's that yeah. type of bunch sack guy. Yeah. He, you know, you'll see him. You know, so. And you're getting back to, you know, like you said, Dex, uh, looks like DJ Davidson, a rookie I like, dude, you know. Uh, but it looks like he's going to, he's got a yeah. sprained MCL. It looks like he's going to miss some time. Dable didn't get. Oh, I thought it would be worse. I'll be oh, honest with well, you, that, That's what worse. Ian Rappaport okay. reported. Dable didn't get into it with us today. He says he's got to find out more from the trainers. Okay. But Rappaport did report he's got a sprained yeah. MCL. He's going to miss some time. Right. So, But as far as Adoree, I'm hearing 
really not that bad. Dave, I asked Dave about the Dory today. Dave didn't get into it. He says, I, I got to find out more. <laughs> uh, so we'll find out more. Mm. I, Dory kind of said after the game, he felt pretty good. He could have went back in if, you know, but the doctors told him, no, stay out. I think it's good news on him, Jerry. I hate to okay. speculate. You never know what injuries. And Leonard Williams, I thought he was going to play for sure. Obviously, he needs another week. So you should get should get him back for Baldwin, which you're going to really need with these guys, with Lamar, you know, so. Um, and let's uh, jump gears. Let, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about Jones, dude. Um, I thought it was his best game from a uh, precision standpoint, from a, a guts ball standpoint, um, and just smarts. Uh, knew when to run, uh, knew when to pull mm. pull pull back, and and not take a chance. Uh, the throwaway in the end zone was something we wouldn't have seen last year or the year before. Yeah. I thought it was a great play uh, when they went. I think it was with their go-ahead right. touchdown. Um, that's not a play he would have done before. So, you know, everything Dable's doing with him, it's all working. And like you said, man, this is a kid now that I think 90% of Giant fans are like, all right, well, let's let this play out now. Let's see what we have. And I'm personally, dude, I, I've said it before, we're rooting for him. Um, I, but I thought that was his best game as a pro so far. I don't care I about get, numbers. I get dude. what you're saying. Screw yeah. numbers. Yeah, that was I, his I get best what you're game. Saying, you know, yeah. um, waited. You waited a little bit. Some play like David Sills. I think fell down. He got up. I, I, Sills at the five yard line. Finally turned around. And Daniel hit him on the five to get him closer. You know, for that, before that touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, it seemed like to me they were kind of protecting that ankle in the first half. Um, but Dable yeah. said today, he said, no, we would just change it up at halftime. We went more to the little more zone reads. And Daniel did take off more in the second half. He looked like he he was running pretty good. Um, so, yes. you know, I thought maybe they would protect him a little bit in that first half. You know, it didn't look like they had no real zone reads they, or boots or anything like that with Daniel. But the second half, he did run. Now, Daniel, right. look, the one mistake he made, he did take a pretty good shot to the neck area. From Donnell Savage, uh, you know, uh, he didn't get down quick enough, Daniel. And that could have been disastrous. It could have yeah. been disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sometimes so awkward sliding. And he, he that was a pretty good hit he took, you know. And he got up. He's a big, strong yeah. kid. But yeah. you don't want to be taking hits like that, man. You know, just get the hell down, dude, you know. But so many good decisions from Daniel. Um, and Jerry, you know, uh, he's tough. We all know this, bro. Right? He's, the kid's tough, man. Tough as nails, man, you know. And don't compare him to Eli. Well, you know yeah. what? He still missed games. You know, Eli was like an exception, man. You know, Eli, I mean, I could have shot Eli with a 30 or 6 before game time on a Sunday afternoon. And Eli still, oh, I'm good to go. And he'll still come out and play. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, you know? Uh, you know, so, but Daniel, um, I think he's wearing on people, bro. I think a lot of people who are definitely a no doubt about him, like, no, no doubt. I don't want to, I don't want him back. You know, I think a, I think a lot of people are looking, open their eyes. And go, well, you know what? What if we don't? What if we draft in the middle of the round? Or the way this is going in the, in the latter half, uh, you know, the guys aren't there that we want, and all that stuff, man. So, yeah, and it's also it's it's again, we have a coach that's doing the right things with his personnel. And I saw a stat today. I didn't realize this that Jones. Drop back 102 times out of three something of all the plays that the Giants have run. Only a, only a third of the passes have been dropbacks, and I thought, man, that is using your personnel. That's knowing that he's more comfortable or, or more dangerous on the run, rolling out, whether it's a boot, whether it's a rollout, 
or because your offensive line isn't quite right. where it needs to be yet. Right. That's another factor as well. You don't have the receiving weapons. But when you see things like that, you're just like, this is a guy that, that gets it and in Dable. And Jones is carrying it out perfectly, man. It's it's so awesome to see this kid grow. And, and like you said, I we're all we're rooting for him now. But um, you know, look, this offense goes through number twenty six. He's been phenomenal. You said he's been, he's had a chip on his shoulder since training camp. Coming back, um, it was like you know what, guys, everybody talk and and, and doubt me. And man, if you know the 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 pass to him. Um, where he faked, I forget who it was, <laughs> out of his jock, and it got another huge gain. Um, I mean, he's just – what's great about it this year, and we've said it before, he's not dancing. Yeah. He's going straight ahead, and those big plays are coming yeah. still. It doesn't matter whether he's dancing or not. He's going forward, you know, maybe gets two, three yards, and then all of a sudden, one out of every six, seven plays, boom, he takes off, and it's a 40-yard gain. And uh, it, it's, it goes through him. He just, he's got to stay healthy. And it, as, I feel like as long as he's there and he's healthy, Chris, like right. we have a puncher's chance in every yeah, game we yeah, play. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately for Saquon, his offensive line was so bad over the years that he started that dancing stuff a lot because there was no way to go. He tried to make things out of nothing instead of just kicking it up and take those three yards, you know. Yeah. And he, he, you don't see him doing that this year. And the main reason why, Jerry, is because there's guys up front blocking for him. <laughs> opening some holes yeah. you know and you don't see that now yeah. you know you yeah. don't see them doing that now man now it's like you know foot in the ground boom hit that scene you know and you got some guys blocking yeah. the outside yeah. a little bit for him including kenny galladay before he got hurt including kenny god i know people don't want to hear that but galladay was throwing some blocks for saquon that last game before he got hurt you know As a matter of fact he got hurt he hurt his knee on a blocking play okay uh but saquon's yeah. just doing and you know what I thought Matt Breida made a nice little impact yesterday. You know, Matt Breida, man. And then Gary Bradley got a little yes. package for Gary Bradley. He's a strong kid, Bradley. He's built like a fire hydrant, man. Um, and, you know, he could push that a little bit. Smart, man. Dude, you know, you're on the two-yard line, whatever it was, Jerry, the three-yard line. And, all right, let's give it to Gary. You know, he'll, he'll push forward. You know what I mean? He's a strong, fit kid. And, dude, you have to know your personnel. And, and that's what Dable's doing with Daniel. Scaling down a lot of stuff for what Daniel does well and what, like you said, do they have total trust in the offensive line to sit back there, wait, you know, you know, five step drop and look for? Probably not. You know, they've been hit. He's been hit a lot, Daniel. There's some games yeah. he's been hit a lot, sack. So you adjust. Yeah. You know that that's what. Yeah. That, look, Jerry, this is a parity league, bro. Okay. There's so many teams. Yeah. You see records about two and three, three and two. So many games, Jerry, coming down to the last yeah. second, field goals. So, dude, this sport coaching is everything, man. Coaching can give you that advantage. And if you don't think coaching is one of the reasons why this team is 4-1, man, then you've been living in a bubble, like the bubble boy or something in, like, the Seinfeld episode. You know, you've been living in a bubble. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> holy crap, dude. You know, I and mean, so we'll see if it continues. And uh, you just got to like, you got to like what Dable's doing for Daniel, you know. And, 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 you know, he's and he's using those legs for Daniel when he has to, and Daniel has those options to run. And, and you know, and Josh Allen, let's not forget, I'm not comparing, don't get me wrong, but Josh Allen didn't take off till he got that big receiver in Stephen Diggs, you know. And uh, that's right, you, you kind of right. hope that they could land that big number one somewhere if Daniel stays and really help Daniel out, you know. Um, because D Dable's doing some great... As Dable's a pretty sharp dude, bro. He's a sharp offensive line, man. And, you know, and this coaching staff's doing a great job, too. Including Kafka, bro. Kafka's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, guys, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. I don't always, I don't always want to talk about the previous regimes, but based on what you see now, it's almost like we, we kind of have to. And I remember there were times over the last two years where uh, with Jason Garrett, we just felt like, man, why aren't they using Daniel's legs more? Why aren't they using his legs more? He's so mobile. He can, he can run. Well, let's, let's see what happens. And then you mentioned on the podcast we should do that. And then all of a sudden, the next game, you're like, wow, what are they listening to the podcast? But this is something that, that Dable and Kafka identified, oh, I don't know, day one with Jones. And, and they've, they've been able to carry that forward. So that's awesome. And it's great. And it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, but I wanted to get your opinion, Chris, on the offensive line yesterday. Like, what did you think? I, did you think Evan Neal had a little bit of a rough game again? And uh, kind of go down the line and, and let me yeah, know. Yeah, well, your I gave up the one sack, Neal. You know, I, I thought once again he was a little look. It's not like they drop it back thirty-five times. You, could, you know what I mean? But I thought once again he was pretty good on run blocking, and you know, at times he struggled in the pass pro. You know, but but it's not the reason I ask is because it's not like no, grossly not noticeable, no, right? No. Like, right? Like, I, I again, some guys are, are texting me like Evan Neal. You know, it, it, he's a bust. Or I'm like, God, what? Like, what are you? What are you? What are you watching? Like, there's no way you could be watching the same game I am. So then I'm thinking, maybe I'm going too easy on him because I like the kid. But bust. Um, no. You know, you look at the offensive line, and there's some struggles, but they 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 got it together yesterday. I thought they played pretty yeah, well I mean, overall. You no, know, uh, they had 300 some 30 something yards, and um, hey, hey, look, you're not gonna have 450 yard. Yeah. Offensive days with these weapons they haven't for Daniel, you know, uh, you know. So uh, the offensive line, yeah. How about the right. run blocking in the second half too, man? You know, I thought Golinski and and even yep. Feliciano at times, and you know, and and Brennison, he gets hurt, he comes right back, and he has some he has some key blocks, and Andrew Thomas has just been off the charts. But Neil's look, Neil struggled. He struggled. He's struggling at times a little bit. Been passed for they gave up his like his fifth sack yesterday or fourth sack, whatever it is now, and. um that's something he's, you know, improving. But he's doing a lot of good, other good things. So he's, he's he, you know, I, I really like him in a run blocking game. And he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to, uh, you know, tighten some things up with the pass pro. You know, no question yeah. about it. You know, so. But as far as you know, think he's a bust or anything like that. No, nah, I mean, you know, I've seen plenty of tackles struggle their first year. Yeah, he's on, there's a, there's one on the other side of the line. Yeah, yeah. He just struggled this first year. Not, not a guy looks like he's not gonna get beat for a sack this year the way he's playing. Although he did get beat yesterday, I have to admit, he did get beat yesterday for the first time, but it was negated. Penalty. It was Gary. Penalty. Yeah, yeah, I did see that yesterday, but it happens. He's human. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, but it didn't even count. So, um, uh, so you know, we got let's 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 let it play out with Evan. You know, let let him tighten up some stuff. Bobby Johnson's a pretty good offensive line coach. Hopefully, they get that cleaned up. Yeah. Um, something we won yesterday. I don't know if we've won it so far. It's not a number that jumped out at me, but we had a, a five minute advantage in time of possession. Um, and we ran the same number of plays that they did, um, or actually maybe two less or something like that. I remember seeing. Right. So look, the running game, um, we, we all know it's going to go through Saquon and, and it really has to. Uh, but I, I, that, that number jumped out at me a bit like, oh, wow, look at this. We won the time of possession too. So. Yeah. You know, and the Packers like to run the ball, you know, yeah. they like to run the ball with Jones and Dylan and they were quiet. I mean, they only had 94 total yards rushing and, and Giants did a pretty good job. They, you know, yeah. done a, they did a pretty good job in Jones, Jones and uh, they, Dylan only got like six, seven carries. He wasn't a factor. And there's so many games in a Packers play, he is a factor, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, overall, that was a pretty good job uh, uh, against those two guys. Because the Packers, they, they like they, they like to run it up there, too. It's not just Aaron Rodgers bringing it all over, you know. So, yeah. Uh, look, they got, they got 
they got us in a slot a few times. They got Holmes. You know, you could tell that was part of their playing. Randall Cobb lining up in that slot. And Holmes got beat a few times, you know. Um, but uh, as far as the, you know, the kid that was been calling on, uh, Romeo Dobbs kid, you know, he didn't really hurt him. Lazard got him for that one little, you know, that one little touchdown there inside the, the 10. But overall, pretty good job, bro. I mean, he stopped him when he had to stop him. I mean, that's something the Giants defense has not done for years. Get a stop when they need a stop, you know. Um, and he did it yesterday. Yeah. Again, right? He did it again, so. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. So, look at this team and you got probably what um you could say inside linebacker maybe um cornerback maybe a swing guard um and wide receiver probably the the, the biggest needs right if you could have one what what do you add to this team i'm just curious out of those four out of receiver guard and what other corner yeah corner um Oh, yeah, if you could talk about this, if you could solidify one position with a guy that you're like, yeah. you know what, this guy's I mean, going they have no, they have no weapons, so I would, I would probably say wide receiver. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I say I'd that say or corner receiver. at this point. Uh, but the corners played well yesterday, and it was. I just, I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's like you said, it's, it's absolutely amazing how they're pulling this off, and I mean, four and one. Yeah, this, you know, Jerry, I just, I just like to get a number one receiver for Daniel. Right. A, yes. a guy yeah. who just. A guy who really makes a difference, Jerry. You know what I mean? Yeah. A guy that comes in and makes a difference for them. Give Daniel that weapon, bro. Yeah, and it, it, it makes everyone else better. Every other weapon better. It makes, it'll everybody. make 26 a lot better. And that's, uh, you know, that's, you know, you can't get much better than 26, but it'll, it'll still free up some things for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you could tell the Packers in the first half, they came out, they were determined. They were stacking that box and, you know, and all that, man. You know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that's down the road, but I'd like to see him. I, I, I was just curious. I, I don't think I think that's a prior. I think that's going to be a priority for Joe Shane and Dable, especially for what they saw up in Buffalo. How much Diggs has made a difference for uh, Josh Allen? You know, I think yeah. you know that how much yeah. that number one can make a difference for you, man. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think that's going to be one of the priorities this whole season, no question about it. Because you know they need that. You know, especially Daniel's back. You know, give the kid a shot, man. Give him a number one weapon, will you? You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, and Galdi's not a number one weapon. He won't even be a giant next year. Tony, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be touring with uh, Kanye West. I don't know what he's going to be doing next year. You know, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, so. Right. Uh, but Joe Shane, they will pretty sharp. Man. They know what's. You know, they know they need a no, true number one guy. So again, and, and the high five at the end of the game between Shane and Dable. <laughs> Who's higher than them right now? Who feels better than those two guys? And I, I, I go back to Hoosiers, man, the movie Hoosiers, when he gets, and Gene Hackman gets the ball and he looks at his team and goes, all right, let's, let's see what kind of cards I've been dealt here. And that's what I think of Dable. Like, all right, let's see what we have here. Oh, look, we're four and one. Okay, we could do this. You know, you know and, Jerry, and you, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you said it in a tweet, and I, I put it in a column last week about the P word, playoffs. I, and it, it's like, holy shit. We're four and one. It's in the conversation now, dude. It's in the conversation. You know, I was thinking that last night, and I'm saying to myself, there's 12 games left, right? Yeah. If they win five of the 12, that's right. a nine-win season right now. Right. And that's a playoff conversation. The Eagles went in a 9-8 last year, right? Right. Yes. That's, a, I, that's why I mentioned that because, and people, you know, I wasn't mentioned to be like, oh, you know, I think we're going to make a play. No, that's why I asked about, you know, who's thinking about it because... If they win just five of the tw last 12, yeah. five, 
Yes. That's a nine-win season right now. <laughs> right. Who would have thought right. that, dude? Who would have had that? So when no. you when you look at it like that, now you could say in the NFC, you could say, well, that could be a wild card, you know? Right, right. And that's just five. And you look at the schedule right now and – and you say, well, you, maybe you could get six. Uh, you don't know. Or they might get two. Well, that's the type of team it is. But if you don't feel with this, Jerry, after yesterday's game, I don't think there's any game or playing any team in this league, and that includes the Eagles, where you, where you say to yourself, well, we're not going to be in. How, how could you not think you will be in the game with what they're doing, with what this coaching staff's doing? Daniel and everybody, you have to even who's the best team in football right now? Is it the Eagles are five? No, you think? Uh, who am I missing? I, uh, uh, I, I, I keep thinking of them and the Bills. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Them and the Bills. Okay. Right now it's the Eagles, Bills. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to quickly try to go through my head in the AFC. Anyway, um, you look at that and you can you yeah, really Chiefs, on, Chiefs too Chiefs uh, Chiefs yeah okay can you honestly say okay. If we played one of those teams, we have no chance. Or would you say, yeah, we'll, we'll be in the game. We might not win it, but we'll be in the game, right? Yeah, I think we'll be in. After yesterday? After game. yesterday? Yeah. I, Chris, I said it at 3-1. and one. I said we're 3-1. and one. Now, what we have on the horizon is the big boy part of the schedule. But if they could be 5-3 and three before the bye, which was doable, it's absolutely on the table, right? Going 2-2, two and two, making yourself 5-3 and three and saying – into the bye, we're five and three. Holy crap! Are we going to talk right. about the playoffs now? And right. now we're four and one. Right. Like you right. said, you win five. If you win half your games, you're going to be ten and seven and likely in the playoffs. And who would have thought that, bro? No one. I, I, was, I would have. I would have yeah. kissed somebody's ass for ten for seven wins. <laughs> and ten and ten and seven, you're going to playoffs. You know, I mean, that, yes. that's why I mentioned that because if you, it's just simple mathematics, man. If you win five out of the last, next twelve, that's nine wins. Yeah. Then you're in the tiebreakers or whatever the hell it might be. But I'm just saying, it's in a conversation now. Right. What did we say last week? If they go into London and knock off the Packers, you have to start talking about it a little bit. Wow. It's just, you know, even with these injuries and all, you're going to get a couple of, well, hopefully some guys back. You know, it, <laughs> it, it's a playoff. It, you know, so that's what I was saying, dude. That's simple mathematics. That's all I was saying. They're not two and three. Oh, well, if they win six, I don't know, you're going eight. No, no, they're four and one. If you win five out of the next 12, and, and you look at Washington team, that could be two wins right there. That's seven, you know, and then, you know, you look at some of these other games and you say. Houston. You know. Lions. You know. Uh, I'm just winnable, win, winnable, winnable games, Chris. Winnable. Seattle, yeah. winnable. There Jacksonville, a, winnable. There, there isn't a team out there. That even if they played Buffalo Sunday, I would say, not after yesterday, that I would say no shot of winning. Nobody anymore. Right. Now, right. obviously, if they played Buffalo Sunday, Jerry, I would say, no, I, I'm going to pick Buffalo by 10 points, whatever. Sure. But I'm not sure. going to look at it anymore because yesterday I was looking at it like they're out of their weight class, they're going to lose. Right? Right. Can't look right. at it like that anymore. That's all I'm saying, you know? So, um, Chris, how much fun could Thanksgiving be right now? I mean, they're going to play wow. Dallas on Thanksgiving. That game could mean a lot. That could I mean, be... this Sunday, you got Dallas and yeah. Philly playing each other. One of them's going to severely hurt the other. I mean, Thanksgiving could be, uh, you know, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but going into that game, you think, wow, we're, we're playing for something now. We have beyond meaningful football in November, really meaningful football. Holy crap, man. Yeah, so, hey, it's nice to think about 
But yeah. you know, you know the old adage, right? Let's let's go back. We'll forget about that. I was just that's why I do that tweet out last night, and we'll get back to work and uh, start thinking about the Lamar Jackson. They're coming off a nice win last night. Um, you know, Lamar leans him down the field, kicks that field goal, and all that. Um, so tough. Justin, Justin Tucker's a machine. But Jerry, think of it this way, dude. After week one, I'll even give you the beginning of the season. After week one, and you saw Baltimore on the schedule, and you oh, said loss. what? Well, that's a loss, right? Loss, loss, loss. Okay, it's a loss, right? It's Baltimore, it's yeah. John Harbaugh, it's Lamar, the whole deal. Yeah. Well, this is why I say, man, you never go down the schedule. Well, now you look at it after yesterday's win, you say, okay, why, why can't this be a close one? Why can't the Giants pull this one out, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I talking out of my blowhole? No, no. I cut that article from the Insider, that yearly article I used to do. I cut it out because it's stupid. P- predicting wins in August, right. it's it's a moronic article to write, and that's exactly why. Because if you look at Baltimore in preseason, you say, "All right, we're going to lose that game. We're going to lose in Green. Bay. We're going to lose in London in Green Bay." Yeah. Um, and now it's well, it's not a definite loss now. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, dude, uh, going to Green Bay, um, playing in I should say playing in London, obviously a Packer home game. Um, I have a, a a buddy of mine was there, Sean Sean Allen, and he said it was probably eight to two, uh, or a you know, Packer fans to Giant fans. So it was a, not a hostile environment, but the, everything was against the Giants yesterday. Like, it was a Packer home game. They were doing the stupid go, Pack, go. But the fans there, the Packer fans, did travel. That was their first game in London. And he just said, I'm surrounded, absolutely surrounded by cheeseheads right now. Uh, well, so that's just uh, another element yeah. to go in there. and You know, but the, to go in there and win that game, it's, it, it's showing a maturity about this team that I, um, it, you have to love. Yeah, and Jerry, if, if the Giants had some kind of chant like that too, they would play for the Giants too. It's like the Super Bowl. Oh, sure, yeah, no, I know. Thing. But it was, I'm saying it was loud. It was, it was loud. It, for, for it yeah. being in London, it was, it, there were a ton of Packer fans. Oh, absolutely. That that's, yeah. I mean. that's all you heard. Yeah. That's all you heard. It was yeah. loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever, man. So. <laughs> whatever. That's why you go out and you quiet them down. You win a game. That's you right. Know? That's right. That's how you quiet them yeah. down. You go and you win a game. You know? So, yeah, um, yeah so we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll start getting into Baltimore at the end of the week. And uh, should be should be a pretty wild crowd Sunday, bro. Give me a, it's gonna be loud. It's supposed to be nice. It's cool weather. It's gonna be loud, bro. This is a four one. These fans are gonna be going out of their minds Sunday. Out four of their one, minds. I can't imagine a four and one tailgate. Those tailgates are gonna be awesome. Uh, it's gonna be weekend. rocking, bro. It's gonna be rocking. Yeah. You know, it's football weather. It feels like football weather. It's gonna yeah. be rocking. You know. Yeah. And uh, so nice. It should be a lot of fun. Good stuff. Uh, can I make one last? Yeah, I'm going to get into one last thing for you Mets fans. Mm. Okay? Yeah. I know we have a lot of Mets fans followers, right? Mm-hmm. All I've heard about for two days now is Uh-oh. people on the radio, people on Twitter who are so-called cover baseball. And I hear about how the Mets have no balls. They didn't show fight. Folks, the 1927 Yankees wouldn't have hit Joe Musgrove last night. And I'm so sick of hearing people that are getting paid money to be on radio sports shows say the Mets had no balls. Yeah, there were so many people, obviously, that never played the sport of baseball or probably never even played a sport in their life, okay? Nobody was hitting Joe Musgrove last night. No, but I've seen Joe do that numerous times. He's the Padres' best pitcher. No, Chris, you Darvish, he went no more. Trust me, Musgrove's their best pitcher, okay? The guy's got to know hitter for a reason. 
So I, I just hear what I've been reading about is absolutely insane the last few days. You want Met for you Met fans, and I think a lot of you, very smart fan base too. You want to know why you lost the series because your forty-three million dollar pitcher came up small in Atlanta when they needed him, and then he came up small in Game One when they needed him. That's why you guys will. That's why you're going. That's why you're going home, man. That's it. I, I just, I, mean, I, just I, I put on radio. Yeah. I, I hear on yeah. Twitter saying professional baseball players have no balls in the box. They won't really try. Guys, they could have faced Joe Musgrave for thirty innings last night. They wouldn't have got to run off him. That's how good he. Was. Did you? What did you think of Buck doing? I didn't uh, like it. I didn't that. like it. If, okay. if you're going to do that, do that in the first, first the second inning. I thought it was a little bit of a bush league move. I understand why he tried to do it, but dude, Joe Musgrove is Italian, I believe. That riled him up even more, <laughs> okay? That incited him even more. He was even more determined to shut you down after that. I saw he's got the Iconia, I saw he's got the Iconia horn on his chain. I said, I guess he's an Italian name, Joe. I guess he is Italian. I think you saw that Italian fire come out of him after that. Like He's looking at the mess bench like, are you kidding me? Watch this. I'm going to mow down another five guys, you know, so. What I, what I can't get over, and I, again, I'm a, I'm a casual baseball fan, guys, but the irony of, of uh, DeGrom, Mats, Wheeler, Syndergaard, Harvey, at one point we're all in that staff, yeah. and the two that are alive now are Syndergaard and Wheeler, and they play for the Phillies, and you're going to lose DeGrom, probably. I, I, I can't get over that. That is insane yeah. to me. Like you, so, you had that staff at one point, not all at their best, but you had that staff and he didn't win anything with it. Like that's yeah. that's why I was so sorry to go off, guys. But that's why I was so hard on the Rangers when they lost to Tampa because you, you those chances don't you can't take it for granted. You, you, yeah. When you get to those spots, you gotta win. And hockey season starts tomorrow too. So, so anyway, but that's that's why. So for your Met fans, blame your forty three million dollar year guy. It came up small when you needed him. Okay. Uh, so the Giants, bro. Uh, we'll talk about the Ravens end of the week. Yeah. Um, uh, thinking about maybe getting a special guest on who's now involved with the Giants. Talk a little Giants football with him. I don't want to say the name yet because I still got to work it out. Um, so, hey, dude, uh, Halloween's coming up a couple weeks. There's a football season. We haven't had that, right, Jerry? We've basically been done by yes. Halloween the last, <laughs> uh, you know, for many years now. And here we are, you know, um, you know, with a football season, and it feels good. And Jets fans, too. Jets are 3-2, and two and they're feeling good about their team. And, and there's another scheduled thing. They should. There's another scheduled thing, right? You look at the beginning of the year, Jets going into Green Bay next week. Oh, they have no chance. Bull crap. The Jets got a great chance Sunday. So yeah. um, it's, it's so we'll see what happens. Uh, but, hey, Giants fans, I put this on Twitter. Um, I know uh, Brian Dable and Joe Shane give them a, another draft class, too. But I think everybody's in love with Joe, uh, with Dable and what he's doing. And Joe Shane, look, I got to know Joe um, a little bit, talked to him a little bit, one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. And um, I think this guy has what it takes. I think this guy understands what it's at, dude, what he has to do here. And uh, they're enjoying this four-on-one ride, Jerry. Trust me, they're enjoying it. Uh, but they also don't think they're sitting there going, oh, yeah, we're there. <laughs> you know? No, they know what's up. Um, and it's going to be, let's put it this way, Jerry. Um, the future's really looking bright for this organization with these two guys, you know, because they're showing it on the field, decision-making, right? coaching. They're showing it on the field, bro. 
You know? Uh, because Judge showed a lot in year one. And year two, I don't think we're going to have that mistake with Dable. Cause, you know, hopefully not. But I, you kind of you got to love what they're doing. The game within the game. you got to love what Brian Dable's doing. I also can't wait to see what Shane does with some cap space in an offseason too, Chris. Not just going out spending like a drunken sailor, yeah. but being smart with bringing some guys yeah. in that can really help this team. Yeah. So. Great job, man. Feels good to do these winning ones, man, doesn't it? Oh, my God. He's not, not that they were a chore before, but to go up here every week and talk about chores. Sure, awesome. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. It's like, oh, we got a podcast Monday. We just lost by 40. What the hell are we going to talk about? We can't keep bashing Gettleman every week. It's just getting old. And it's just nice to talk about wins and hope. Hope, Jerry, baby. Like, Jerry, last year when we did the podcast. At, Andy Dufresne. Jerry, last year when we did the podcast after he did that quarterback sneak twice against the Washington. And, uh, I think me and you would rather drink a, a gigantic pot of boiling water than do that podcast. I have to talk about that for an hour, remember? So, terrible. Anyway, but that's what we do. Good or bad. And, hope, yep. and very thankfully, it's been very good. Uh, this year, and it's a pleasure to do it. So, Yeah, it's fun. And thank you guys for listening. Great job by all you Giant fans who actually made that trip, you maniacs. Good job. And, hey, man, our team is on the upswing. This is awesome right now. And most importantly, to order a copy of the Giant Insider, or subscription, I should say, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, Sundays are Giant Days, baby. We're back. Have a good one. All right, take care.